everybody. So today we're talking with Darren Langell. He's one of the co-founders of Redline Real Estate, which is an independent brokerage since 2009, as high as 100 agents in the brokerage. And last year, him and his team made the transfer over to a real broker. So today we're going to kind of pick his brain about what influenced that decision to transfer his independent brokerage over to real broker, what that process was like of transferring and joining the company, and what his first year at the company has been like. Darren, how are you, man? I'm awesome. I am uh, excited to be here uh, and excited to connect with you because, uh, again, being in this shared company, we see each other a lot and uh, connecting one-on-one -on -one is always one of the favorite things I like to do. So. Yeah, absolutely. We got to connect at the uh, the One Real Agent or One one Real uh, um, last last October, which was a lot of fun. That's right. Yeah. You were taller than I thought and, and <laughs> that's what most people say about me. So, yeah. I get that a lot. I think I, ha I have like a wide angle lens or something. So a lot of people say I look a lot shorter uh, in, in camera than I do in real life. But uh, do you mind telling me about, a little bit about like Redline Real Estate? Like where were you guys before you joined Real Broker? What did your company look like? Yeah, I mean, uh, we thought we had the thing that we were going to be a part of forever, right? That was like I built this thing from the ground up. Uh, thinking that I kind of was, our goal was to kind of fit in a bit of a blue ocean, right? You know, mm -hmm. you have the traditional franchises, you've got the discounts, you got the small boutiques that kind of never get past a couple dozen agents, you know, generally leader led, but there was like a middle ground to say, okay, can there be a, a larger brokerage, make impact, make a great consumer brand to the marketplace? Um, but just bigger than that, right? Like in between. So we, we kind of charted that course to say, I think we can give more value, create a brand people love to align with and uh, do it at a price point that makes sense, right? That, that, that you can't be too expensive, right? Because nobody joins you. You know, you get too expensive, you become a team model and that's only for so many people, right? So we were what called a, a high value service model, kind of like best mm -hmm. of team under a price point that kind of matched and mirrored similar to the kind of the the high-end or like, you know, traditional brand name brokerages. So. Oh, great. And what what was your, what were your production numbers looking like um, before you joined? So I guess 2021, I think, uh, is probably when you joined. Yeah. I mean, we, we had the best year of our, our, our business, right? We, we as a group had a producing agent body of 14.7 deals per agent. Uh, we did three quarters of a billion in volume. Uh, it was about 1,207, I think 1,207 was the sale number, and we broke every record. So it was like a better production per agent than ever. Uh, it wasn't our highest agent count. We had gone as high as 105 at one point, culturally shook a bunch of people out of the tree that kind of came on for the buzz when we were growing and were not the right fits. And then COVID hit, and that, of course, shakes a few people out of the industry. So that was a bit of our makeup. So, right. um, yeah, strong production, um, a lot of proactive leadership to this group and a lot of alignment culturally where, you know, we cared to be around folks. And I've been in a model that shows that that works, right? When you're around like-minded people that care about each other, better things happen in your business, you know? So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so that must've been a really tough decision. Like you have massive success as an independent brokerage and you're, you're now going to join another company. What were some of the factors that kind of influenced that decision? Like, what are some of the pros and cons of being an independent broker versus being part of an organization like Real? Yeah, I mean, the independent world is, I mean, we saw a rise of the independents over the last half decade to a decade, right? Just kind of like the rise of the teams that happened, you know, yeah. almost 10 years ago and then still continued. The rise of the independent happened because people like 
had built these infrastructures, had built teams that could provide value that brokerages weren't, right? So a lot of people jump into this like broker ownership game because off the backs of a successful independent business or a team business. And then they say, well, I might as well not use that brand that I was paying all this money for and start my own thing, right? You see that happen everywhere. And that can get to a certain place, but then you get to this place to say, well, wow, is this, is this, is this can I continue to do this and match and, and fund and scale and do that off the backs of like uh, someone like myself? And that's a, that's a long journey and it's scary and it's a lot of cash involved and you have to make these long-term commitments. And every year I would look at myself, Malcolm, I say, are we the best place for agents? Am I providing the best value I can? where I know I could stand it and look at myself in the mirror or I can shout it from the rooftops and be incredibly excited that I am still the best place for people to be. And year after year, we were, and I was, and I would scream it. <laughs> and then eventually you see the the success stories of models like Real, mm -hmm. and you start to see how agents are getting reignited and excited about their business in new ways, right? Like you've been in the business for a while. I've been in the business for a while. A career is a long time. So... I looked over at my business partner, actually, I, this was even before that. And I looked over and I said, we got to find a way to connect into a model like that. I don't know how we're going to do it because I need to pay my bills. I need to do things. And I don't know if I can convince my agents because I mean, that's not for everybody. They came to Redline for a reason. Now I'd be potentially shuffling out the door to something else. That was scary. You know what I mean? Um, so ultimately it was a decision based on what is better for my average agent that, as I just said, was 14.7 deals a year, making 135 to 150 K a year. How do I best serve them for their next 15 and 20 years? And it wasn't going to be redline independent anymore. That wasn't the place for them. Uh, when we looked at real and you walk through the wealth building, just based on production, the production they had already proven, the math just showed me that I have to find a way to get them there. Right. I got to take my own ego away as a broker owner and say, this is better now for them and better for forever for them. It hurt me though. Like if initially as a broker owner, there's a step back moment where you have to take less to build the mountain and go up a new path. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's a hard decision. Um, like, and sometimes you're right that you have to look at what's best for your team and your brokerage and the agents in that company. What is the best decision for them? And so what do you think, like, uh, obviously, I'm sure you provided a lot of value, a lot of training, and a great experience for your agent. What are some of the benefits that maybe they're getting with a national company like Real that they may just not get with an independent brokerage? Yeah, I mean, we were limited by our own ability to fund it, right? And ability to do things. And the idea of scale and growth and new markets was part of the plan. Mm -hmm. But to fund that or to cash flow that would have taken me the rest of my career. Right. Um, so the ability for us to reach and connect with more people was instantaneous at real. They could now partner with people everywhere and the red line consumer facing brand could reach more people instantly. That was huge for them because a lot of them were doing it. Um, and they were now partners in that growth. Right. So when that happened, it wasn't just cool. We're over there too. Now it's wow. We're partners and there's a financial connection to that. That brought my team closer way closer because of that. And that, that is neat. That was like the evolution that I'd never expected to partner with everybody that I'd ever brought to. And as yeah. you know, like it's such a different feeling. Um, you know, the tech that we have, the softwares we have, I mean, the stuff we're building in the background, you know, tech can be a buzzword, right? As you know, everybody says tech and cloud and supposedly that's supposed to be. They're all tech companies now. <laughs> yeah. 
But like, there's got to be some meat behind it. It's got to be tangible benefits to the realtor. And I don't know, you and I experience it, the tangible benefits to the workflow because of the app that we have and the way that workflow goes, it almost feels too good to be true. It almost feels like nothing's there. But because the tech is so good, it's not intrusive. It feels like a part of us. It feels like an extension. And every other brokerage on the planet piecemeals this shit together. They do, right? And uh, they're not funding it and they're not building it from the grassroots. And fundamentally, there's disconnect after disconnect and workflow, you know, spots that just, they don't feel great as a realtor, especially when you want to get busier and production is the most important thing we, we have as agents, right? Is produce more and feed our families, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You mentioned that like, there's a, like a national network or international network now we're in Canada and the U S that your agents get to tap into. And like, I feel like that's one of the biggest value adds of this, this company is just tapping into this national network. We all own stock in this company, so we all do a lot of free training for everybody else. I got my own free training just to try to help out the company within the company. And like that's one of the cool, coolest parts is tapping into this 8,000 agent network that's constantly growing. Uh, let me ask you, what was that process like of transitioning, you know, with such a large organization over to real? Like, I'm sure you had a lot of, a lot of new technology, new processes and everything. Um, what was that like kind of getting your team up to speed as a team now uh, at real? Yeah, I mean, when we transitioned, we were one of the larger bodies to have done it yet, right? It was early. We were we were only around 3,000 agents at Real. Um, Canada had just launched. So Canada, in our case, had a lot of kinks that had yet to even be found about. So the, the actual launch into our market wasn't smooth. So our onboard took a lot longer than it's taking today, right? To bring on a group like us into it today with the onboarding team and the way things have systemized is smooth. It's really nice. For us, it was it, it was actually pretty good, but the reality is it did take longer. It took a little bit for us to stay, I call it stabilize the transition, right? Like our, mm -hmm. our agents had to come in, learn a bit of tech. We had two bits of tech back then, I remember, and uh, we hadn't dropped Skyslope off yet. So yeah. learn two things, make it work, and we were coming from a well-oiled machine. So any expectation was it's got to be just like that, right? Most people are coming from a well-oiled machine, right? Um, but now today, as you know, and you've seen the, the large bodies of agents come, they've got it figured out. I mean, they put agent first. They know it's about getting our licenses, about getting the tech up and running that matters. And then get you back out and doing what you love, right? And now you're a partner. Yeah, it's I, I love it. It's, it is a much smoother process. I joined... March of uh, 2021, and it, yeah, the onboarding was a little, little rocky, but like today I get agents that are onboarding and within a day or two, they're up and running, writing contracts, and it's a much, much smoother process now. Now you mentioned the tech, you know, um, technology is obviously really important to a real estate agent. Um, it, that's really what gives us a lot of advantage, makes our lives a lot simpler. What are your thoughts on the tech that we get here at Real? What are your, how, what's your experience been with the tech that we have? You know, like... I've always thought his tech is like the shiny thing, the shiny object. And it's like, it's got to be something like really cool. And then I had a chance to speak with Pratesh and our, and our CTO. And I'd never been that close to somebody from a tech and a software and an engineer mindset. And if you've never had that opportunity to hear it, you know, these people that code and build stuff from the ground up, do it with a completely different mindset. This isn't shiny penny. This isn't like, you know, like what you think tech is. It's about breaking down barriers that used to be there 
that most realtors, when they go through their day-to-day, don't think it, it, there could be differently, but they think about this differently, don't they? They yeah. literally come up with solutions to say, why does it always have to be this way? What if I just tweak it this and this? Or what if I put this first in the process? What would that do for the experience? And and when when I started to feel that they were like literally removing barriers and I could process a deal on the chairlift on my ski, you know, if I'm out skiing or I have to upload a deposit check and I can go straight to all these little things about the tech just started to say, wow, this is truly mobile agent success story that hasn't been existed yet. And I love it. And you know, they're just building on this. They've now got the baseline to just expedite the changes for us. So, I mean, that's, that's where I go about it. The visibility we have in the palm of our hand about where our business is at. Am I at cap yet? Have I paid past cap? Am I, how close am I to hitting that elite status? Who on my team has got a deal in the system? Like literally from the palm of your hand and the reporting that comes from that used to be this subscription, that thing, this manual entry, but now it's all smooth in one. I mean, that's what I love. Well, that's what I love about yeah. it. And that's what I've been hearing from my agents too. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, any coach, which you are, will tell you that like, you need to know your numbers. That's step one is know your numbers. And I love that all of our numbers are so easy to find right on the app. It clearly displays everything. I think that's a huge, huge game changer. I came from a big franchise brokerage before this. And just for me to find like how close I am to capping, I would have to email my team leader. She'd have to look it up in some spreadsheet. And I have to wait for it back to me for me to see how many transactions I closed. I have to log into some cumbersome system, go to some spreadsheet, search my name just to see some of this information. So yeah, I love that they give you all the information about your business in a very clean and easy format on that app. Like that app is just like a no brainer. And it's crazy that every company doesn't have uh, an app like that. I, uh, I had an experience coaching a local agent, a high, high producing agent. And I, I, we had to know the numbers at the beginning of a coaching relationship. And as we're checking in, of course you need to that. The dog and pony show they had to go through to get that from, at the time, the second largest uh, traditional brokerage producing in the country <laughs> could only provide literally printouts that they had to manipulate or enter manually just to figure out where they were at. It just, wow. it just blew my mind. And I was like, oh my goodness, right? Um, I mean, you know, we have other layers to the company that that we have visibility to, i.e. who's in our group, right? Who am I supporting? Um, where, where, you know, things like revenue shares, I was like, you can see all of that and you know who it is, where it came from, what, what, what deal. Um, if you need to add somebody, you and I do a deal. It's like you do it from the palm of your hand. It's that easy, right? Um, even like, the comment sections that we have to just talk to the people that matter to pay us. Right. Like, that experience alone is worth the waiting gold, right? I can just send a Giphy to my conveyancer <laughs> and uh, I can sell thank you in a fun way when you get paid versus a never ending series of emails that probably get lost in yours and my spam folders. Yeah. I love that whole, I love the checklist of kind of where you're at in the transaction, what documents are needed. And during the, the One Real Conference, Patesh said something that really kind of stood out to me. He said that, like, you shouldn't need a tutorial on how to use his software. If you need a tutorial or a step-by-step guide, he did something wrong, that it should be so easy and intuitive to use that you just look at it and you know exactly what to do right away. And that's been my experience with it. I just look at it. I know exactly how to use the software right away because it's just so much thought put into it and it's just so well designed. 
yeah, so I think the tech that we get here is definitely, you know, yeah, one of the, the best benefits uh, out of the company. So another thing that's really important to a lot of agents is going to be like training, um, what kind of training the company gives them. And for somebody like you who has a huge team, you know, obviously that really leverage gives you a lot of leverage because they they have access to a database of training and there's other people that can train them um, in addition to you. What do you think about the training that we have here at Real? What's your, been your experience with us so far? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing with training that I've always felt was lacking out there in the industry is that the relevancy of it, right? So you, you're in a big box, traditional model. It's, it's almost like been drafted once video library created, and it's up there for you to, to kick into, or it's just some set curriculum you got to follow. But that was a point in time bit of training that is probably not relevant to today, right? Right. right? In my world at Redline, it was always, I, I felt as a leadership, I wanted to be on the front end of things. I wanted to train proactively based on the times, right? So I didn't create libraries like that on purpose. I built stuff that was, you had to add to and change. And it was led by people like me who were in the game and could understand it and then could coach it, right? Now at Real, the same deal. The people that are allowed to coach and to provide the, the stuff are producing agents who have an incredible skill set that are willing to share to everybody. So, I mean, that's as good as it gets, right? Other than them being in your living room with you in your own local market, which would add another level of, you know, greatness. It's real people, real time stuff that matters today, right? And it's everything. It's anything if you're a traditional style realtor or you're a new age agent like you now, Malcolm, and driving a bunch of leads through YouTube. So, right. Yeah. One of my favorite things about the training is that to the company I was with before, it felt like all the training came from the top down. It came from leadership and it really all came from a book that was literally written almost 20 years ago. Um, and I real like the training is from the top producing agents around the country. So it's kind of like the training comes from the ground up. The agents are on these frontiers of figuring out what's working today's market. They're the ones that are really providing all the training, which is, uh, I think, a fantastic model. And so what, one last thing that's really important to a, a lot of agents, I think, is like the culture of the company, kind of the community. How would you describe the culture of real? Like, what's your, your experience with that? Yeah, I mean, when you speak culture, you're speaking like right to my heart, right? It, yeah. And the, one of the biggest concerns of transitioning from Redline to what we had built, which was like collaboration, knowledge transfer, sharing of knowledge, giving back to each other, patting ourselves on the back, like let's align the company together and we all do better, right? That's that's where I came from. So protecting that was nerve wracking. Um, when we made the choice to go to real, um, you know, versus our competitor, uh, the competitor in that model, it was clear that culture mattered where in one way and culture didn't matter another way. Right. And so that that was a big part of the decision. But when I've been here now for 14, 15 months, it is amazing to see that it is a kind of an extension of what we used to have. And now we just, like you said, have this international reach. We're connecting to people that we never would have otherwise in faraway markets where there is a care factor to learn, to lean on each other, to support. And if you've never been in something like that, you don't know how powerful it is. Right. If you've ever been in one and stepped away from it, you feel naked out there swimming in the ocean, right? And uh, that's what real has in and the right fit people are still coming this way and we're building on it day by day as you can as you can see um i'm also seeing it unify in our own local markets so 
you know, you could have been a redliner and the redliners really did the redline thing, but there was a lot of non-redliners that trusted me, but would just, we, they weren't in my world. But now we've got all these other teams and all these other people that were all now powered by real. And locally, we're now connecting in ways that none of us ever would have. We were like competitors. And now we're like, how do we work together? Right. And it, that I'm feeling that like intrinsically down to the roots as well as like yours and my connections and doing stuff like this cross, you know, state and country lines. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think like we gotta, I, I love the culture of this company. I think Tamir kind of sets the tone for the culture and um, I, I love work hard, be kind, that core value. I think that perfectly describes Tamir and perfectly describes, you know, the, the culture here at the company. Uh, last thing I want to ask you is kind of your, so you were saying that, you know, for a while there, go, a lot of independent brokerages were kind of emerging. You obviously have a lot of franchise brokerages and then real is the, the second largest um, cloud-based brokerage and we're growing incredibly fast. What's your take on the, the macro industry? Like, where do you see brokerages going in the next 10 years or so? Do you see more in, independent brokerages emerging, more cloud-based brokerages? Kind of what, what's your take on that? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a big question, but, uh, I know from my own experience, it virtually makes no sense to start an independent brokerage anymore. It almost doesn't. I would have never done it if this model existed. Um, mm -hmm. And I probably would have built a bigger business um, through real than I ever could have done as an independent, right? So without the responsibilities of, of, of ownership, like, you know, I built Redline off the backs of my personal production and beliefs, but then I was shackled by the the burdens of ownership and my business partner who had to be a broker and had to play that game. You mean for all those people that have built great businesses and the traditional models aren't making sense anymore because they're not giving much back to you, they only had one choice, go independent, right? Mm -hmm. Do that, right? Or just suck it up and, and, and suck it up buttercup, whatever it is, right? But now if people are fully taking blinders off and maybe ego off a little bit too, this is the path forward to all of the dreams that they ever had and more, right? It's not localized anymore. And that's, that should be really exciting for a lot of people if they're hearing this as a indie broker, as a small team-based brokerage, um, you know, the franchise models, they have to, uh, you know, go through their franchise agreements. They have to run those courses. That's just the way it is. But a lot of these folks, as they get to the end of these seven and 10 year agreements, they're looking for an exit. Um, when you run the math about what somebody should be paying you to buy a brokerage versus rolling them into a model like this, this is again, the play for you. This is the long-term legacy play for you rather than this hopeful paycheck that likely isn't coming anymore right. um, or not to the same amount, right? So. I think this is models like us are going to continue to, you have to find ways to empower the agent, right? Not just the leader, right? Not just the owner, right? Not just the team leader. Everybody needs to be empowered because we're the ones on the ground, stirring the drink, supporting client flow, making life transitions happen. And the models that do that will keep winning like what real is doing, right? That's what I feel anyway. So. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think like by giving us stock in the company, giving us access to revenue share, that's how they're really empowering the agents. Um, and I definitely think cloud brokerages are going to take a bigger and bigger and bigger portion of the market uh, in the next five years, next 10 years. I'm pretty, pretty optimistic about that. And so Darren, if anybody wanted to reach out to you or reach out to Redline Real Estate, what's the best way that, that they can get a hold of you? I mean, I probably spend most of my time on like the Instagram, the social platform. So that's where... 
you know, you would see ability to, you'd see versions of my little micro coaching to the world and my gives, and you would see my personality and you'd see me connect to the red line real estate world. Cause it is my, my marketing group here locally. So, I mean, that's the best place to find me. I'd love to connect with you. And if you got questions around any of this stuff or just in general, because like Malcolm said, I spend a lot of my time coaching and supporting agents. So, uh, I'm trying to get back in that way. So. Perfect. All right, Dan, I really appreciate your time today. I mean, it was a really good conversation. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me.